Hey, just remember, don't ask me what offsides is in soccer. I have no idea. By 2026, I will have it down. But other than that, all we need to do is let's get the show going. Okay. All right. If you say so. Okay. Hey, if you've just joined us, we are The Bro Show. We are actual brothers. My name's Jerry. My name is John. Yeah, and we get together every Saturday morning. Usually it's very early, but today we had a special event take place that we had to cover. So we're starting a little bit later than usual. So, yeah. What are the four things we talk about, John? Let me tell you what the four things are, okay? I'm ready. All right. Here they are. Number one, we have an animal story based on the animal that this season is about. And this season is the season of the tiger. We have a six-month season, so we've been talking about tigers for quite a few months. And we got a tiger story. We got a dandy today. Then second thing we talk about is we have a word that we ran into while we were researching and looking into our major topic. Our major topic is called two takes. John and I give our two takes on an event, a movie, a book, uh, Anything that strikes our fancy. And then last but not least, we have groaners. Groaners. Ooh. All good. Yeah, they're bad jokes, by the way. Bad jokes. Mm. The better, the better. You got that right. Hey, listen, right, as follow-up to last week, uh, I just need to mention we did a show on, on a movie called The Outfit. Um, that that was – we have an active listener, sometime contributor, uh, Jason Otto. Who gave us that idea of doing it, and I just wanted to do a shout-out to Jason and let him know that we duly appreciate that. Uh, and it was a very good uh, very good show. It was a fantastic topic. Thank you, Jason. Jason's a good guy. He's, he's, yes. one, of our, he's one of our good guys. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so, hey, you got a shirt on? I actually do. Uh, not just that, but I hope you're sitting down because I'm actually wearing pants today. Boy, that's a big change. That's a change of pace. I know. I was, we were watching soccer this morning, as you know. So for some reason, it, it just felt right. So I just put okay. my jeans on. What the hell? So, yeah, feel? the T-shirt I'm wearing, uh, Season of the Rat. Ah, that was a winner. Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. Oh, it's very soft, too. Ah, yeah. I decided to uh, put the season of the whale, which happens to be the first half of 2022. And I'm putting it on only to remind me of what I did last year with the security breach that resulted as a result of us doing this shirt. And uh, I was hoping to get suspended for the holiday, but it didn't work. Uh, yeah, so I'm wearing the, the seasonal, it's, and this is really the best form-fitting shirt I've got, and it's got a very, it's very long, so it's, uh, it, it, I really like it a lot, and I get a lot of compliments on it, too, so season of the whale it is. Wow, and you, you haven't leaked anything, have you, about the, the animal for I, I know, I know, I know, I know nothing, I know nothing. Okay. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to stick with that. All right. Just keep reminding me, though, because I need help. Yeah. Yeah, I think you do, too. Hey, we have a sponsor, though, don't we? We do. Big Cat Rescue. Big Cat Rescue is a non-for-profit organization, 
And what their what their mission is, is to basically provide a home for big cats. And that includes obviously tigers. And so they're located down in uh, Tampa or 50 miles north of Tampa. And so they're also interested in in advocacy work as it relates to uh, making sure that cats are not abused and also in terms of uh, promoting uh, work to make sure that these animals do not get extinct. Um, so that's uh, th- that's the and we've in there. They met the test of time. They've been in existence for just about 30 years. And so and one thing they've done is they put out something which we are near and dear to our hearts. And that is they put out good swag. Yeah, they got some great T-shirts. It's the 30th anniversary. So we put a link in the show notes so you can you can look at their other T-shirts. You can look at their 30 anniversary T-shirts or you can just straight out donate, which we recommend. It's getting toward the end of the year. You may need some donations. Go for it. Yeah, sounds good. We've got a tiger story. And, you know, we're just continuing on a theme that we started a couple of weeks ago, taking a look at how ferocious this what this animal is and trying to size it up as it relates to, you know, tiger versus tiger. Last week we did tiger versus lion. So this week, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look how a tiger compares if it gets into a confrontation with a crocodile. Oh, and it's and I think this one is uh, it's kind of interesting because you take a look at it and there's a certain situation in which the crocodile just might come out ahead. But overall, what's your verdict on this one? What do you think? Well, I've done a lot of thinking about this, a lot of soul searching, John. Okay. And. And uh, here's I'm going to give a little background and then I'm going to weigh in on what I think. Okay. Okay. All right. First and foremost, uh, crocodiles are very scary looking. The only thing that a tiger keeps a tiger from being totally terrifying is the fact that they look like a large house cat. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But a crocodile looks like a prehistoric animal. Yeah, the oldest reptile. Yeah, yeah, scariest looking too. So there's that. Now you know once once a tiger starts growling at you, I think the tides turn a little bit. But just <laughs> by appearances, I think a lot of people overestimate just how effective a crocodile is at killing another animal. Yeah. And the first thing you need to know is that crocodiles, by and large, kill their prey in the water, mm. and they do this. Not by biting them to death, but by drowning them. Yeah, they can hang 30 minutes underwater pretty easy. Yeah. So this is this is what they don't realize. Now, the reason that these two could have a problem is because tigers are somewhat aquatic. They'll go in to yeah. cool off. They'll go in to refresh themselves. And they certainly will go to the side of a riverbank to drink. And that could yeah. be their downfall because if they're not careful, uh, a crocodile could grab them by the neck or whatever, pull them under. And, you know, one of the things that a crocodile does is they twirl. They clamp mm. and twirl. And they might break your neck when they do that, but for sure they're going to go down. They're going to try and drown you. So that's how a crocodile could take down a tiger. But I wow. have to say, uh, size-wise, tigers, as you know, are the biggest cats. Size-wise, crocodiles can get huge. They can get like 20 feet. So 
this is this is you know seemingly a pretty good match, but not really. Uh, yeah. First of all, tigers are extremely smart, much smarter than a crocodile. Right. So they can avoid getting clamped and drug and spun. So that's the good news for the tiger. However, you know, crocodiles do get out of the water sometimes. And if they are caught out there, and if they're foolish enough to get into a fight with a tiger rather than just scampering back into the water, by and large, they lose. You know, I was going to ask you a question, and I yeah. didn't ask this earlier before the show, and that is, is that the the crocodiles are they are they pretty social with respect to each other and how are the tigers in that regard maybe you could i think that the crocs are sociable and and the tigers are not quite as sociable if i remember correctly is that right or not yes uh purely academically speaking you are absolutely correct a tiger good work tigers work alone but however crocodiles although they are sociable they don't work like wolves do or anything or, or okay. you know, or like otters. You know, well, those I was guys tr- work, they will work as a pack and they will do a kill together. But you won't see as much of that with crocodiles. They don't they don't work together as a team very often. They they do socialize, though. They do hang out together. Oh, well, I was kind of thinking maybe it kind of blew my theory. But I was wondering about another incidence when maybe the crocodiles would have an advantage. And that would be if they had a tag team match. I don't know if they don't do that because they compete too fiercely with each other or oh, okay. if they're just or if they're just not. They don't have a social IQ I, or rather not a social IQ, but a, a pack mentality. You know, I, I, they'd also have trouble tagging because their, their arms are not that long. Oh, oh. <laughs> one, one more little point about the Crocs and then I'll get off of this. First of all, the bottom line is uh, the percentages go in favor of the tiger. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're talking the the croc is quick. It's not fast, but it's quick. And if that, if the tiger, you know, shouldn't it has the intelligence that they shouldn't, you know, be caught uh, in with off guard. In yeah, well, also, you know, water. a tiger a tiger has five different weapons. Uh, they have they have four feet, and they have that the jaws and, and teeth. You know, that yeah. is a trick. You don't realize it, but uh, those claws can get up to four inches long. Saw a picture when they open their mouth, man, you can see, oh, claws, those are the paws. Yeah, I was looking at yeah. their teeth, though. They have two fangs almost, like, two. Yeah, yeah they biting. have canine Ooh. teeth, they call them. And uh, they, are, they are over three inches long. And Got so it. when they grab a hold of you, they can really do a number on you. And plus, their jaw muscles are very <sighs> strong also. Now, the downside, the only other thing I was going to say about the tiger, about the, excuse me, the crocodile, is the misunderstood thing is people think that they have these super jaws. They do and they don't. Uh, first of all, a human being can put their hands around the snout of a crocodile and keep the crocodile from opening their mouth. Oh, that's right, because it can clamp down, but it can't open that. that exactly. Strong. And they have mm. long jaws. They have long jaw bones, so they have to distribute the strength of a bite over a long distance, and that weakens the bite. So, yeah, it's not it's not an ideal situation. Okay, well, I think uh, I think we pretty well figured out uh, who the winner would be under most circumstances and all good. You got got that right. Okay, now we're ready for the word, John. We have got a word. Yes, our word is pitch, P-I-T-C-H. Pretty easy word. 
Go to the dictionary. You're going to find 20 very different definitions of this word. And what we've decided to do is connect the definition that is our two takes, that fits our two takes. And that happens to be the fact that a pitch can be a playing area, such sort as the field. And that is both the case in terms of cricket, but more specifically with our two takes, it has to do with soccer. So a definition of would be a playing surface for a game of soccer, uh, uh, or usually uh, specifically prepared grass field. Uh, keep in mind that this field uh, is rectangular, but the shape within it, the number, the range with respect to the width and the length is can, can vary uh, based upon uh, certain constraints. And those constraints can be because of the, you know, the league you're in or the competition that you're doing. So, uh, real good wiki on that. Go to football, uh, a pitch and you will see a definition of, you'll see a definition relating to soccer. So. Yes. Yes. And you're, you're right. Uh, I was talking with, uh, Sarah Reichelt, my, my friend down in Australia, uh, yesterday and we were talking, our day for yesterday, we were talking about all the different definitions of this word and, uh, a lot of different playing fields are referred to as pitches in England, and some of yeah. those are not referred to as pitches in other parts of the world. But the soccer field is always talked about as a, a, either the playing field or the pitch. So, right. There was yep. a uh, th- th- this. I'm saying one more thing. There was a book that was put out in the early 1990s by a, a, an English author named Nick Hornsby, somewhat autobiographical. Um, and it was it, the name of it was Fever Pitch. It was his basically his fanaticism as a relate Premier League soccer in England. And it, it's, it was a bestseller. So there's another example of where the, the word has been used and pretty common. Uh-huh. The World Cup, the FIFA World Cup. Now, World Cup is it can be used for uh, a variety of sports, but it's well be- best known for the description of the uh, international soccer competition, uh, the most prestigious tournament, association football tournament out there in the world, uh, takes place every four years, and it's very widely reviewed, and here we are in the midst of it. In fact, we uh, are right now in the knockoff uh, stage of it, uh, but it, it's it's something that that doesn't happen overnight. It's it, the, the FIFA which is uh, the International Federation of Association Football. If you're a member of that, uh, members are countries. Countries, then there's 206 of them that are members. And what they need to do is they need to get into this competition. And the way they break it up is they actually, within the association, they've got six subunits called confederations. And those confederations are given a slot as to how many of the, the, the teams or countries can be represented for their, their, their uh, unit, and it comes down to 31 total plus one host. So when you get down to the tournament itself, you've got to go through a, a variety. You go through these tournaments that are done by the confederations. And don't ask me how they do this because every confederation has a different way of handling that. So just a couple of weeks ago, we got down to the 32 teams that started in November. And what they do from that point on is they do what's called a group competition. They break them down into eight different groups of four, and they then go at it. And out of the out of that uh, those eight groups, each group has two representatives then going to what's called the knockoff stage. 
And those two are the winner and the runner up. And so we've just gone through that. And this morning was the start of the knockout of uh, state the knock, knockout portion of the of the tournament and unfortunately this morning we we happened to be watching the first one before we did the show we're doing our show a little bit later and the the netherlands beat the u.s three to one it uh it's, it was just a it was a good match but you clearly see the the the, the way that the netherlands has a, a did better i mean there was this wasn't what you call a a nail biter and by any stretch so no, no, and, but the U.S. did try to come back. They, they were. I would say they were valiant. Oh yeah, I mean the the, the spirit and what they showed. They didn't let down after the two goals were scored against them. They did come back to get one, and when you're within one, you're always just one goal away from tying. And um, you know, it 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 was a it was a good match. I mean, uh, but it's it's just amazing when you see the quickness with which they. If you you blink your eye, you missed another one score. I mean, once they got it in the box, which is the area closest to the, 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 the goal, you just you could see the quickness with which they did it. And it, it's like you said, oh, the goalie, he missed that one. The goalie didn't have a chance. Is right. why I kind of looked at one or two of those goals. It was it was impressive. Yeah, so, it yeah, it was. Yeah, we watched it, too. Uh, we watched it along with uh, our daughter, Rose. And our son-in-law Jan, and they—they they are in the Netherlands, and of course they were rooting for the Netherlands. We we're rooting for the U.S. And uh, what I noticed, John, was that you know energy management was very effective uh, with the Dutch team. They—they they, uh, kept control of the ball a lot. They—they yeah. they almost like brought the game to a standstill a couple times, just passing in the backfield and what have you. But when they got when they were going on a run to try and score, you're right. They were lightning fast. So I thought that was smart. You know, you see that in a lot of basketball players, too. Right. You know, they don't waste yeah, their energy. Don't waste because you can't waste in this game that when you're against top competition, when that ball is hit to you, you, you can't kick it. You've got to around. You've got to kick it right to the goal. You've got to go boom. And yeah. get it in, and that's what they were able to set themselves up to do that a couple of times. Now here I'm, we're, we're kind of semi-intelligent with respect to soccer, and you know what? I just remembered one thing I need to comment about with respect to World Cup. We're talking about the men's World Cup, not the women's. That's and, right, and uh, and it's kind of ironic because uh, the women's are the, the women are the ones who have been successful with respect to it, and uh, they were with respect were, to the U.S. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's been um, and so we we did a show on that a couple of years. Well, actually, probably two years ago, because they kind of yep. alternate as they they do it there. And uh, it, and finally, the women were able to to at least benefit from as far as the, the men's team did, because they worked up an agreement a couple of years ago, whereby the, all of the, the, the prize money. That is won by both the women and men. They then do it together and they divide it equally, which is good uh-huh. because uh, the men get more for their World Cup, but the women will get uh, a higher ranking and therefore be uh, higher up in the prize money. So I think it was a good idea to do that. So yeah, it worked out in the benefit of the ladies, that's for sure. But it was yeah. uh, it, it was a fun it was a fun match. Uh, I, I I enjoyed watching it. Uh, there's some great athletes and some beautiful soccer being played. Uh, yeah. I'm just stunned by how they can manip- manipulate that ball without 
touching it with their hands. You know what they do with their head and their chest and their knees and their feet. It's it's stunning. And you know what? The good news is, even though the U.S. lost, we've still got a lot of World Cup soccer in front of us. In fact, this whole thing doesn't end until December 18th. So we've got, uh, with the, the current knockout stage, we've got, this is the first of three, four consecutive days. So between today, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, there will be matches, two matches each day. And that we'll have that. And then, you know, after that's done with, we'll have the quarterfinals, which will go for a couple of days uh, through the 9th through the uh, 10th. And before you know it, we'll get down to December 18th and 17th. Well, the 18th is when we have the final match when the, they will see who exactly is going to win this tournament. So it's all being uh, done on the games uh, are done on nine o'clock in the morning, central time, one o'clock in the afternoon, all on Fox, except for this Sunday when I guess football got, was a little bit too much. So Fox is going to put it on their Fox Sports channel. So it's all out there to be watched. And, uh, you know, I think there will be some interesting matches. So Brazil is the favorite. Argentina is number two. I'm kind of rooting for Argentina because of uh, Messi. I've, I, I, he has never won. He's one of their better, better players in the world. It'd be good to see him. You know, he's 35 years old. So this is probably his last chance to win. So he's kind of my favorite to to do it, but um, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Um, that's, well, a- that's after sure. midnight tonight, I will be rooting for the Netherlands. Okay, I so, feel out of loyalty to my team, I have to uh, not root for them until after midnight. Well, that that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, you know this the World Cup is not a Johnny Come Lately tournament. It started back in 1930. It's been They've had 22 of these, absent a couple during World War II. And Brazil's usually been the team to, to they've won five times. The U.S., the closest they've gotten is in, uh, was the year that they made it to the, uh, they made it to the eighth, they made it to the quarterfinals in 2002 uh, when it was played in Japan and Korea. And uh, that's all good. Well, another thing we should mention is, uh, is 2022. Is uh, is go- the tournament is going to be held? There were uh, the U.S. is going to be a co-host along with Mexico and Canada. Um, there are uh, 16 cities of which 11 are U.S. will participate in um, the the actual site of the of the games. And I think U.S. is kind of looking since they will be a host. They don't have to go through the the rigor of a of the confederation competition. They will be able to be one of the not 32, not to confuse things and with numbers, but there will be 48 teams that'll be uh, in the in the tournament next next uh, into 2026. So uh, that's something to look forward to. And they'll before we know it, there'll be tournaments involved in in seeing who's going to be making the uh, the competition coming to uh, in 2026. So wow, very exciting, very exciting. Well, I'm looking forward to ladies soccer, uh, women's soccer. That's next two year. years. Yeah, and yeah, it'll be uh, you know they like they alternate and it'll be good. Yeah, and we'll be, right, be able to. Okay, sounds good. Are so you ready for some groaners? Yeah, I decided to go with the soccer groaners. So here we go. Okay. Uh, what time is it when a soccer team chases a baseball team? What time is it when a soccer team chases a baseball team? I have no idea, John. Eleven after nine. Oh, bad! That, that is, is bad. sick. That's sick. 
Okay, this one's going to require you to know. All right, well, a first little of all, bit explain, of, explain the joke for people who don't know. Well, there's 11, and you know, I should have mentioned that during the thing, my basic soccer 101. There are 11, uh, there are 11 participants or players in, in soccer on the field at one time, and there's nine in baseball, and that's, and I think the key that we're here is sick. Um, yeah, absolutely. What a sick joke. Is but that makes it a good groaner. Yeah, I'm going to use that one. Somebody's going to really give me a, a, a dirty look. Uh, okay, and I think you just did that, by the way. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. Uh, this one requires you to have a little bit of knowledge of some of the players. So, which soccer star is the most untidy? Which one? Which soccer That's star? That's easy. Is, Messi. Who is it? Messi. You got it! Yes! <laughs> yes! Now, do you like that one? I do, because I got it. <laughs>